Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. Roundtables are coming to a bit of an end. I think Thomas is a little tired of coming on the show. Rube is not impressed with his performance, and that will be clear here in a second when we talk about our weekend at the Northern Trust Championship. Wits, how we doing? It is a beautiful Monday afternoon or Monday evening where you are, and we're doing our show at a new time. Yeah, got a great evening over here. Uh, another week, another round of golf bets. We've uh, we've really hit the golf game strong over the past month, Roz. Uh, trio, me, you, and Rube. Um, definitely getting into golf. And I, I would say that's kind of born out of this pandemic is that we just fell in love with the game of golf and gambling on it. So I think every day we're basically talking golf bets and we've been doing very well. So I hope you guys are uh, interested in the BMW this weekend. Right, and we're going to help out, and that's why we're doing it a little bit of the new time. So if you listen to this, definitely take it, and we'll back it up. We'll start with last weekend, the Northern Trust, Wits, or the Whisperer, the Whisperer, picks another round one winner in Harris English. We did have to split and almost lost on an albatross from Russell Henley, who will come back into our story later down the line. But we went, <laughs> we do a four-way split for first round leader, thanks to Harry English, or Harris English, however he may go by. Um, and that's two weeks in a row. You had Harold Varner the week before. You, uh, you gave us a little sprinkle of that winning because of the large amount you were able to take in. Um, and again, it's just been a hot, here we go type thing with, with golf because it's like a longer form horse racing, right? We do the quick race on Thursday morning and then we have the whole weekend to get our winner. Obviously, we were not on the DJ card. That was beyond insane. His outlook from Friday on finishing 30 under for the tournament. We were not there. We had P. Reed, Jason Day, who had an awful nine <laughs> on Friday. The shot tracker. The shot tracker Damn, it was shot not tracker. not in his favor. Um, we've actually had to do a lot of shot tracker. One of our bigger qualms with golf is the lack of television coverage of it. And when there is television coverage, they're never following our guys. But Wits, we got a back door to finish our Northern Trust. Russell Henley, top 10. We had him at plus 1,200. So your boy, at least me, came in with a nice, a nice back door win there due to a Harry Higgs 
bogey on 18 after the weather delay. So that was clutch. We are, we're very much in the black over the last four tournaments we've done now, four or three, um, four tournaments. And uh, we're excited BMW championship right in our backyard in Illinois. So we're very excited about that. Yeah. And Russell Henley, I think that was probably the most exciting win that we had besides English on Thursday. Um, but Russell Henley, I think, was 10 or 11 under. So he was outside of the top 20, which was what I had him as a top 20 bet, plus 600. You had him top 10. So he ends up birdieing, I think, three out of the final five holes to get into the top 10. And Harry Higgs, uh, like you said, bogeyed 18, drive drove it into the woods on 18, punched out, and then they had the weather delay. So we were kind of in limbo for about an hour there. Um, but that was really exciting. And then, yeah, I think... Uh, these first round leader picks, they've uh, they've hit two weeks in a row um, with Varner and then English. So maybe we can get a standalone first place victory this week. But yeah, we've got a, a lot of breakdown on the BMW. We went from 125 golfers down to 70. So this is the penultimate event. You like that word, Roz? I do uh, like it. Well, the penultimate to the event. Tour championship. To the tour championship. Um, where we'll get down to 30 golfers next week. But, Roz, I know you've got a couple guys near the top that uh, we're looking at right now. So, you know, DJ is, is not on our list for this week, but there is another guy near the top that I think you and I and Rube um, are both pretty high on right now. So I'll, I'll turn it back over to you for our first pick. Well, I'm, it's funny you say that. I'm going to let you use him as your first pick because uh, the jury's still out for me, right? I know that he's a very good wow. double down candidate. Nigging already? I'll, no, I'll explain. I actually wasn't on there to begin with. I was the one giving you guys flat for you guys going towards the favorite route, which I understand there's only 70 golfers. And before we go into picks, Jason Sobel over at the Sports Action Network, Action Network, I don't know why I can never say those back-to-back, but we we go to him for a lot. Again, have to give credit where credit is due. Wits doing his own first-round bets, so he's actually the Jason Sobel of the first round. Um, This guy, a great guy to look up, a great guy to read, and he's actually the one who helped Wits and Rube get to this first pick, but I know we talked even earlier in the day before Sobel came out with his, and I like Daniel Berger and Colin Morikawa, I've already put the money in on them. You got them at plus 2,000 or plus 2,200. It's a nice bet. I think both, well, one, you've seen Berger constantly getting better with each and every tournament we've seen over the last month. And then Morikawa, rough day in the Northern Trust Championship, but I think he bounces back. He's going to need to keep moving up the board. He's third in the standings. I like him a lot. Um, But Wits, I know you want to talk about John Rahm being the guy. I know he's the favorite, um, not not odds-wise, but our favorite in terms of who we want to put money on. Tell me a little bit about Rom. I know he surged from Friday to Sunday. Um, just wasn't enough to catch 30 under. Yeah, John Rahm, uh, interesting because he was the number one ranked player in the world for about a week there. Um, it's been very up and down, but had a, a really nice finish last week at the Northern Trust. I think he finished tied for sixth. Um, something up there, I mean, it, it was really hard, you know, cause Dustin Johnson was, was 30 under played absolutely insane, but John Rahm seems like a guy who is going to make a push in this tournament. Um, you know, he was replaced by DJ as the world number one finished tied for six at TPC Boston and his finish inside the top 20 
in three out of his last four starts, including the win at the Memorial five weeks ago. So John Rommel, I, I don't love betting on guys really near the top of the board. As, as we move from 125 to 70 guys, I mean, the field is not quite cut in half, but almost getting to that spot. So John Rahm, I think in terms of ball striking and talent, um, you can make an argument that he is the best golfer in the world, but I mean, you can make a lot of arguments that it's JT, that it's Dustin. Um, so we're not, not going to really argue there, but John Rahm, and then kind of going back to what you said, Roz, Daniel Berger, I think overall this year, we put together the whole package has really played the best golf, the most consistently here with top 10 finishes. And I think six out of his last eight starts and a few top fives as well. So Daniel Berger at 20 to one, you might be able to find him at 22 is really interesting because he is right on the cusp. So he's a guy who I, I love betting on and betting on him top five. Um, but I could see a victory here. And then Morikawa, you know, pretty bad week last week, but did win the PGA championship a couple weeks ago. So the ball striking ability is definitely there for him. So I, I like those two guys as well. This will be the second time Morikawa has missed a cut. The first time he finished in the top five, I believe he might've won the tournament afterwards. If not, he lost and came in second, but Morikawa, I was wrong. He's actually fifth right now on the FedEx cup list. So he's really going to need to get up there and try to move up the leaderboard. Berger at four, Webb Simpson sitting at three, who we haven't really acknowledged. And then our boy, Harris English, sitting at six. He's the only one in the top six without a win on the tour this year. Um, it'd be interesting to talk about him. He's been playing really good golf. I think we're all looking at him for a top 20, top 10 style finish. Um, while we're talking about this, top five, Tony Finau, another guy, another candidate for a bounce back potential. Um, we have him currently betting on him to finish in the top five at plus 750. I think that's a good bet. This is a course, it's a short course, and he's known to tear up these par fours. So I think Tony Finau is a safe top five bet. Yeah, I mean, Finau, we were on him last week, and that was disappointing. He just was striking the ball well, but the putting really let him down. And, you know, he missed the cut on a course, which I thought he should have played really well. I think his number is a little higher because of that. I mean, at 33-1, to 1, a guy with his talent, I think he could easily be at the top of the leaderboard at the end of this event, and especially because it's a no-cut event, so there's not necessarily as much pressure to make sure that you get in the door on Friday with worries about missing the cut. And if you look at still over Finau's last 12 rounds um, on courses of similar length to what they're going to play at Olympia Fields on Sunday, he ranks ninth in part four efficiency, first in strokes, strokes gained, approach to the green, and then third and Tita Green. So this is a guy who's a really good striker of the ball. And if he can get hot with the putter, I mean, we've seen Tony Finau absolutely explode. He just really hasn't come over the top for those key victories. But to put him in a top five, maybe to throw him in one of your DraftKings lineups, another interesting play down there at 33-1 to 1 right now. No, absolutely. And before we get into Russell Henley, who is a potential first-round play, as well as definitely a top-10 play, in this coming tournament um we have to say thank you to him we already mentioned he had the huge huge slip back door into top 10 i forgot we already mentioned it but i want to bring up somebody else that i'm looking at on this list and that's the guy sitting in the two position that we haven't talked a whole lot about and that's justin thomas now justin thomas nowhere near the 30 under but he played a clean round at the northern trust and 
Did somebody say playoffs? The NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. And don't forget, we got the FedEx Cup playoffs for golf, as well as the U.S. Open and Masters just right around the corner. Um, so take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there's always the online casino as well, where you can find Wits and I sitting at the blackjack table. It is never close which is such a huge perk so head on over to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit again that's betonline.ag and sign up today betonline your online sportsbook expert and there's a guy who's competing to win the fedex cup playoffs so i think justin thomas although i'm not looking to put money on him thursday maybe not even friday he's one of those guys you got to see where he is on the leaderboard Anywhere between three and five strokes back going into Saturday, even Sunday. It's safe to say he's a fun bet to put on at that point. You'll get better odds, and I think he's a guy who can chase down a leader. We've seen him do it already this year um, at St. Jude. So this is a guy who's never out of a tournament, especially in that range we just gave. He could be a weekend bet, we like to call him. Um, I think he's an interesting play, potentially. Yeah, I mean, and you look at golf... It just seems like you're changing. It's like a lot of recency bias, seeing a guy play really well. Um, I remember a couple weeks ago we were cursing out <laughs> Dustin Johnson for not holding on to that lead. And meanwhile, here he is just absolutely obliterating the rest of the field this past week. And JT um, kind of really got us off on the golf kick with his comeback that Sunday about a month ago. And so kind of on the same note, Roz, is JT, what about a guy like Rory? who really seems like we haven't heard anything from in a long time. He even came out and Do said Do I even let you just... finish? <laughs> Why? What? You have to. Oh, you my have to. God. I mean, Rory is still a force to be reckoned with, and he even came out and said he like he feels flat out there, just hasn't been getting after it, and there's no doubt the talent is there. But he's another guy in the JT category that I I would love to, and I have been putting a couple bucks on him over the weekend. Hasn't brought me anything back, but could be another guy. So, Roz, we've talked a lot about the top of the board, but I'm going to get to a couple plays near the middle to the bottom that might bring everybody listening a couple extra dollars come Sunday evening. One of the guys who I like here is a top 20 play. Maybe even a top 10 would be Alex Norin. Um, Norin was one of the biggest movers in the FedEx Cup points list last week. Went from 78th down to 47th, now has the Tour Championship just within his grasp after it was a pretty mediocre year for a player of his caliber. So you look at his first 10 starts, all PGA-sanctioned events, um, former top 10 guy had zero top 10 results, but he's got three in his last four tournaments with plenty to play for this week to get to that next round. So Alex Noren is a guy who I might put a couple units on in the top 20 is a plus 200 play right now. And another guy who I'd feel safe plugging into a DraftKings lineup because I think he's really finding his way the past few weeks here. Yeah, I like the Norrin one, although he did give us a scare for the Henley bet. <laughs> but I, I would even go as far as saying top 10. I don't think you're getting a whole lot of value in top 20s because... We're dwindling down in the tournaments. And I think we're going to have top 20s to come. 
once we get to the U.S. Open as well as the Masters, those will open the fields back up again. I think I'm aiming, and Wits and Rube might do their own thing, but I'm going to aim for more top 10 bets and top fives for the first time due to the number of players that are in there. I think Noren and Henley, both good value at plus 600 and plus 700 to get into the top 10. Um, I like both of them there, and why not ride the hot hand that is Russell Henley? Um, and I'm looking at some other names I mean, Matt Kuchar, when was the last time did we hear about him? Abraham Answer, all kind of guys that are sitting there. They're not high up on the board, but they can play some good golf. Um, I've got a lot of intrigue. I don't know where else I'm headed right now. Wits, do you have any solid top fives, top tens you want to go off of? Or are you trying to bestow your wisdom on first rounds? Because we haven't talked about that yet. And I know you usually wait till Wednesday evening to pick your first round leader. Yeah, I, I usually do wait, but I think I, I've done I've done my due diligence. I have the first round Whisperer picks in the wagon right now. So what I've done the past few weeks, uh, I've either bet on two or three guys first round, hoping that one of them hits. And so I've got three guys right now on the top of my mind. One is twenty eight to one. One is thirty five to one or excuse me, 40 to 1, and then 1 is, oh, we got to scroll down a little bit, 66 to 1. So I'll start at the top. Um, this is a little shout-out to our, our man over at the Action Network, Jason Sobel, and I do agree with him here. I think if there's a guy who has the ability to go low, we saw it this past weekend. It was Scotty Scheffler putting up an incredible round of 59 on Saturday. Um just unbelievable what he was able to do just all over the course. So that's going to be my first play as a first-round leader. My second play, this is a guy we've talked about before, Roz, Tony Finau at 40-1. to 1. Uh, I think I look, I look across the board, and there's arguably not another guy who can get hotter over a stretch of holes than a guy like Tony. So at 40-1, to 1, if he's striking the ball well and making some putts, I mean, around – Eight or nine under is not out of the question. And then now we get down to the last guy. Um, interesting guy, Russ. I don't know what you're going to think about him, but as a guy who can get a little hot in the first round at 66 to 1, I am adding Brendan Todd to the ticket at plus 6,600. Um, those are my three picks as the Whisperer. We are two for two the last two weeks. So if one of these three guys ends up being the first round leader, I think I'm I'm going down in the golf betting hall of fame. Yeah, I I'm not going to argue against any of them, right? I'm going to hop on them and I'm going to need you to redo them for me off the show cuz I was paying attention to potential top 5s that I saw. Like I said, we're down to 70. I think guys need to compete. And I thought I thought I found some interesting numbers. How about this one for a top 10? Kevin Na plus 1200 to make top 10. The guy had a up-and-down weekend. If he puts it together, though, this is a guy who can definitely finish up there. Top fives, Day at plus 600. Kisner has been one of the hottest guys on tour at plus 800. And English as well um, being plus 800. Obviously, you saw him finish second to Dustin last week. I think the guy's playing some great golf. I think those are all great top five bets if you want to put a little bit of money on that. Um, yeah, honestly... The best you can do is listen to Wits on round one. The guy has been on fire. I like the Brendan Todd one a lot. I bet on him a couple of weeks ago. He didn't. Uh, it didn't pan out. Um, but this is a guy who's been playing good golf all year long. So I I wouldn't doubt his potential. I mean, 
He's up there at 13 right now in the world rankings. He was in the top 10 until this weekend. Um, so this is a guy who's really going to need some help if he wants to move up. Um, any last thoughts on the golf before we tatter into some other sports that are going on in the world? Um, no, I, I think we pretty much covered it all. I think this is going to be interesting tournament. You know, one of the smaller fields that we've seen in a while here. And that's just what happens here at the FedEx Cup as we get down to the second to last event. So it's going to be interesting because, you know, we've got 75 guys or 70 guys with only 30 spots next week. So those guys right on the border, I mean, it's going to be intense. Um, you know, there's no cut. So I think that's going to change, change the makeup a little bit here with some guys who might not get as hot to start but are going to be there at the end. So it's going to, it's going to be an action-packed four days. I uh, wish we had the ability to go see the tournament because it is at Olympia Fields on the south side of Chicago, which is not too far from where Ruben and I are right now, but we'll have to settle for the app and the television, which will still be a lot of fun. So, yeah, I think that that's kind of uh, talking golf here on the opening line. That is. And let's move over into a little bit of a discussion on the NBA. Uh, I don't know if you've paid attention at all. I just know Luka Doncic is the He's man. The man. Dude, incredible 40 17 and 13 the other night that series is evened up i know we did our picks last week i'm just curious if you have any new takes i mean we got the mavs tied at 2-2 the raptors have moved on the heat have the opportunity to move on tonight you're going to hear this probably after so we don't know what that's going to be dame getting hurt breaks our hearts not just our fingers um i know he's still playing but you got to know that when you sh- sh- like hurt a hand, ugh, when you hurt a finger on your shooting hand, it's never going to be good. Um, and I also don't think LeBron's going to drop this series. But what's your takeaways from the early round of the NBA playoffs? Yeah, well, I think the most interesting series has definitely got to be the Mavs uh, versus the Clippers. You know, Luka Doncic, I, I see him one day limping off the court, thinking he might not play again, to then dropping forty was 17 and 13 with a buzzer beater three uh to seal the deal when they were down one which was awesome made it even better i mean he is just a superstar um if there was any question that he was you know maybe we're looking at him in a couple years as a championship contender i don't know i think he's trying to work his way into that conversation right now against a clippers team that i thought was the best team in the nba and they still might be but this is an interesting series and my second note is the process it's done Wait, uh, it was never here i <laughs> did i date i steal your thunder it wasn't stealing my thunder i, I want your take on this because i think it's the funniest coming from you i was just going to bring that up next and that's my fault that's poor poor hosting right there let me let me just before we get into the process because i'm sure me and you are about to have a field day they set up the tee and we're about to hit off of it but let me quickly before we get to the process paul george has been non-existent in this series and there's no playoff question of P. playoff P. Just there are players in this league who shine, shine, shine. But when it comes to the playoffs, they fold, fold, fold. So we'll see what happens. Kawhi is Kawhi. And he did have Siakam and Serge Ibaka. And he had some good role players in Toronto last year. And they have that with the Clippers. I think Paul George most definitely needs to step up here soon if they want to move on. But let's not get away from the fact that Doncic did that without Porzingis, but I think that duo they have 
is one of the best duos in the NBA and will continue to grow as a duo in the NBA. I think the Mavericks are onto their second era of Dirk Nowitzki-style players, and I think it's going to be a good one for them that might bring home more than just one title. Now, Wits, we can talk about. We got the Raptors. They swept her out of the way. There's not much to say about the Bucks, And like I said, the Heat are about to sweep the Pacers. But the biggest one, Celtics sweeping the 76ers. I understand Ben Simmons didn't play a whole lot or at all, but the process is dead. Done. See you later. Guys that shouldn't have been on the same team. Yeah, I think the process is over. Brett Brown getting canned. Uh, saw this team from the very beginning of the process where they won 75 games in four seasons. And after seven years at the helm, Brett, Brett Brown is gone. Um, I guess they still have their core for next year with Simmons and B, Tobias Harris, Al Horford. But I am, I am putting an end to the process. I never believed in it in the first place. I think uh, Joel Embiid, while he is a great player, I just don't see him as a championship guy. And yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm not upset at all because I never really liked the 76ers and how they went about their business. And to get swept in the first round is just it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I don't care if Ben Simmons wasn't playing. To not win one game was just atrocious. And that there, there's nothing else I can really say about it besides it was terrible. Well, I, I read something pretty funny that because of the lack of Ben Simmons, maybe they were missing somebody by the, uh, by the name of Markel Fultz, who's actually playing very well. In Orlando, maybe they let him go too Markel soon. Markel Fultz is still in the playoffs. Still in the playoffs. Um, they're about to be knocked out, but he's still there, and they won a game, one more game than Ben Simmons did. There's a lot to be said. Um, you've been hearing it that Embiid's role shrunk this year. He wants to be the focal point of the offense, which I think, in fair, should be the focal point. I think that's the guy. Um, I don't want to put him on the Dwight Howard level yet. I think he could get there with the lack of winning. But I think the issue more stems with Ben Simmons. Like, what have you done for me recently, right? The guy is a so-proclaimed scorer, and he might have those numbers, but he can't shoot for anything. And if you know anything about basketball, you just have to step off this guy, let him shoot, because he's not going to make it. And that's a detriment to your team. You can shrink, instead of playing man-to-man, you can play loosely on Ben Simmons, which... Puts probably more pressure on Joel Embiid, a guy who I think deserves the ball more often in that offense. Um, it's just hard, and it's funny. It shouldn't be. It's not really hard for me and you, right? We're not Philadelphia fans, and they had the Eagles win the Super Bowl recently. But like the Phillies going all in on these players, JT Real Muto, Bryce Harper, um, Aaron Aaron Nola. Like the Phillies look like ass. The 76ers went through this whole long process that they just preach, 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 and they suck. They just cannot get out of the first round or compete at a high level. I mean, they haven't made it to the NBA championship. And these guys are still so young, absolutely. But they're not fixing anything. They're still playing this solo-style game. There is no leader. There's no one option. And I don't know. It just doesn't look good if you're living in the state or city, as I should say, of Philadelphia. Your sports teams are in some in some trouble. Yeah, it's it's just not not a good outlook. Um, and I don't know where this leaves them for next year, but 
it makes me think back to that shot Kawhi hit in Game 7 last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, if that doesn't go in, Sixers find a way to win that game. Like, who knows what we're talking about today? But I feel like that might have been the peak of this version of the process. Um, and if it turns out that way, it, it's going to end up being a big disappointment because this has been, like we said, seven years in the making, you know, waiting for Embiid to step on the court, waiting a year for Ben Simmons to step on the court, you know, taking Markel Fultz, number one, and eventually getting rid of him, signing Tobias Harris, signing Al Horford. And now we're left with this awful taste in the mouths of the 76ers fans who have got to be wondering, you know, are, are we going back to square one? Because this it gets 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 tough. Um, and then a little little shout out. How about the Warriors getting the number two pick? They're going to be at the top of the league again next year. It's going to be interesting Ridiculous. in the West. I mean, that's that how team, you do it. That team is the team. No, it's not. They didn't expect Clay Thompson to get hurt. And I, I mean, all things considered, though, like that's the so they best took case scenario. Here. It's yeah, it's the best case scenario. Like they weren't going to do anything. Two of their top stars barely played. They get the number two pick. They're going to be right back. I, right. I mean, you get the Splash Brothers back. Draymond's still there. And you might get Weissman, who I'm hearing. I mean, you do need a big man, and maybe he is that good. I know there's a lot of talk about Anthony Edwards from Georgia. That could be a really interesting pick. Lamella Ball is the most highly touted prospect with so much hate behind it. The only thing I care about is the Bulls sneaking in, no longer the seventh pick. Seventh pick Roz and seventh pick Bulls, no longer a thing this year. Both of us get in the fourth pick, me and Fantasy and the Bulls in the NBA draft. They're going to go with OB Toppin, who I think is the best player in this draft. I will back that up till the day I die. The UD grad, the UD man, OB Toppin, hopefully headed to Chicago. But let's finish up the NBA playoffs. Like I said, I think the Lakers are going to find their way through this in five We've got a tie. We already covered the Clippers-Mavs. I think that's going to be the best series, potentially in the postseason. The Jazz, who lost game one behind Donovan Mitchell's 50-something points. It was third most all-time in a postseason game. They're now up 3-1. I think they're going to finish this off. There's not a whole lot of energy in Denver, which is a bummer because I think Murray, Porter Jr., and Jokic are all great, great guys and great players. I just don't know why it's not coming together. Here's the interesting one, Wits as we just shit on the 76ers. The Rockets were up 2-0. It is now a 2-2 series. This would be just as detrimental to not only Westbrook, but more so to Harden if this team doesn't get out of the first round. Yeah. uh, Man, this is another tough one. And I (laughs) I think back, similar to the 76ers, I think it wasn't last. Maybe it was last year or whatever it was. Recently... The Rockets had a 3-1 lead in the Western Conference Finals, were winning after the first half and found a way to lose three consecutive games. So if they get knocked out of the first round here, it's got to make you think, you know, was that the peak of the James Harden Rockets not even making it to one final? So, you know, we still got a long way to go here, but you start to look at guys' careers and as good as they were at filling up the stat sheet, I think one of the things as an NBA superstar is having a title or two to your name. And if they got beat by OKC, especially with Westbrook now being on the Rockets, it's just it's a whole bunch of not good. I'll throw whole, the Rockets and the 76ers in the same boat. Whole bunch of not good. And 
I think you're right. I obviously there's the Hall of Famers without championships, and maybe that was a different era. But I think in an era where you go play with other superstars, if you don't pull off getting these championships and you have all this claim to I'm the best in the league, then you then you fall a spot in my mind. You aren't as great as you're saying. You need that ring yeah. to help your case. And it's like Charles Barkley said when he was talking about Paul George and playoff P. He said, they don't call me championship Chuck. Right. You're right. They don't Chuck because he never won one. And that's always going to be, say, not a stain, but it just it kind of brings you down a level because you never took as good as you were. You never took your team to those heights where a guy like MJ had six. LeBron has four. You know, it's just I think you need one to be at that top conversation. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and here's an interesting one as we finish up today because we are two weeks. We are about 15, 16 days from our fantasy draft wits, which I'm very excited about. Uh, it's going to be a great time. We'll all be in Chicago. Some West Coast. We've taken a number four. Well, we're going to take Dalvin Cook at number four. Um, I say I just make that sound confident, but it, it clearly isn't. Um, but we're very excited for that. Here's something weird. I, I don't know if you agree with me here. A month ago, I couldn't have been more excited for the NFL season. So hyped, so ready for it. The anticipation was killing me. Mum's the word. I don't know why. I haven't even watched Hard Knocks yet. I keep. I obviously am looking at everything Packer related. I love this talk about Robert Tunyon being the next Kittle or Ooh. Travis Kelce. Robert Tunyon, our tight end up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. One of the one of the key factors to this upcoming season for the Packers. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a little bit more mum's the word. Maybe golf has taken over a little bit for us, but it's a little mummy. I uh, I don't know why. I might just be concerned. That might be the format because how great it will be to have the NFL back week one. Do I get 16 weeks? I think I'm concerned about that. You know what? I think I think you're absolutely going to get 16 weeks. And I'd, I'd have to say mom's been the word because we've been so focused on golf. I mean, it's like a six-day-a-week job um, <laughs> now turning into seven as we – I think we're, we're talking to each other at 8.30 this morning about next tournament and the one just ended yesterday. So I think once we get back into the swing, once we get to draft night, it will uh, – the electricity will be back in the air, and I've got no doubt this is going to be a full season by the NFL. No doubt in my mind. I hope. I mean, because I don't want to be sitting there at 7-0, and and my season comes to an abrupt end, a year that clearly was I think marked. You're just, I think you're just scared for that first 20 minutes of the draft because you're not exactly sure who the right pick is at number four, um, even though it was bequeathed to you very generously by a good friend. <laughs> We did switch picks, and uh, great word choice. Uh, we'll see how we go. I'm excited. Uh, high prospects this year. I think, like I said, if you've ever listened to the show, you coach. You coach and you GM your fantasy teams, and sometimes you have to fire certain personalities of yours. And fortunately, this is not one of those years. I have kept the whole team intact, GM, coach, everything from uh, from the top down with a great strategy in place. I'm feeling very confident, and uh, I understand there's not a lot for me to stand on, not a lot for me to talk about. Um, it just happens that I play in a league with all my friends, but the four guys I would call my, my best friends of the group all seem to have won a championship, and that's uh, sitting heavy on, on the hearts of me over here. So I'm just uh, 
focused, confident, and excited to get to Chicago and to to do this draft and watch football the following Thursday. I think that's the best way to do it, and I think you're going to be listening to a, a, a very solid team, if not a championship contending team, coming from Roz in 15, 16 days. Yeah, well, every, every team's a championship contender on draft night. I think that's that's usually how it goes. So we'll, we'll see how... Uh how the draft grades out. Um, I'm very interested for this first round because there's a there's a lot of question marks here, and we'll see how it plays out. But it should be it should be fun. It should be interesting. We shall see. But that is the end of this week's show, everybody. Wits, any final thoughts? Any parting wisdom to these folks? Um, I would say hop on those first round leader bets because we are coming in hot uh, for week number three. Coming in hot. Definitely get on us for our golf bets. We have been winning the dough. This is stuff that will put you in the black. Not to mention, we'll also help your gambling coming up in this prorated college football season and full NFL season. We'll go back to our picks. Like I said, Wits and I, in both categories, struck over 60%. At least I did, I think, on the NFL front. Maybe the college front, um, too. But we'll get you those statistics as we start doing our picks again. Um, it was a good year for me for sure. Um, I wish I listened to myself more last fall, which I didn't, um, <laughs> cause I went against myself, but not this year. I will be taking my bets and you should take them too. This is the opening line where we like to keep the line moving, hop on board and, uh, sign your paychecks with us. Here we go, everybody. We'll catch you next time.
Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.